building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. All right, welcome Giant Builders. We're so excited to see you today. And today's guest is Kathy Smith. Hi, Kathy, how are you? Hi. So Kathy, if you could tell our listeners, what do you do? So I'm a digital marketer. I started 21 years ago. I'm the granddaughter of an artist and I always wanted to do arty stuff. So I started an apprenticeship way back long before digital got into marketing, and then digital came along, so it evolved into that as well. Well, yes, might as well evolve with it. What's your favourite part about digital marketing? Seeing my clients succeed. Getting from an idea and going full tilt and getting them leads and getting their business growing. Well, that sounds great. So at a first meeting with you, what would that look like? So normally it's a discussion. So we have a a chat about what the business owner wants to do, what channels they've already got. There's no point throwing everything out with the bathwater. And that's what a lot of people do. They jump from one shiny object to another. But what you need to do is look at the assets you've already got, what you can amplify, what needs to be tweaked and what's not working at all. Very good. The unfortunate thing that I see with marketing is that when economy gets a little wobbly like it is right now people think oh well then i'll cut my budget on marketing which i think is completely the wrong direction to go with but as people are getting a little bit more nervous about economical situations what would be your suggestion well i start with a bit of a case study i've got two businesses that one did exactly that and the other one actually ramped up their marketing and they're both for sale One has sold and has got new owners and doing very well. The other one has shrunk. So unfortunately, they're having a lot of trouble selling because marketing is the first thing that people cut and it should be the last because if it's tight and there's a lot of competition, how can people buy from you if they don't even know you're there? And now not only do we have competition of people locally, but in a lot of cases, we have it globally. So if you're not doing marketing and your competitor is, then how are people going to know you're available and you can solve their problem? So the first thing I'd say is look at those shiny objects. What things are you doing that you really don't need to be doing? Are you doing it just because it's the latest fad or somebody told you to? Is that where your customers are? And just have a look, a bit of an audit about what you're doing and then amplify what works. So if you were going to put, like, just in general, a top three type of things that you think marketers should really make sure that they either really do have or should put on their to-do list, what would you think that those items might be? Number one is be authentic. Do what works for your brand. So if you're a lawyer and you're doing funny jokes and comments all the time, is that the way your brand needs to be portrayed? If you're in a childcare area or something like that, if you're really straight-laced and very analytical, is that how your brand should be portrayed? But you need to be authentic to you as a person and you as a business. So make sure that that matches. So that would be number one. Number two would be consistent. 
it's no point sitting down on Sunday night and going, I'm going to do marketing now and throwing absolutely everything at your audience all in one go. Pre-feed it. Make sure you've got a little bit coming out all over the week. If you can't consistently do the whole week, just do what you can do. If you have a post that comes out every Sunday night and people know to look at it every Sunday night, then great. People think you shouldn't do it on the weekend. But when do most people have more time? And especially around sporting time. If you're watching TV or watching your favourite game, you're quite often on your phone as well. So think about what time your people are doing it. And then number three would be be on the channels where your customers are. So I had a customer who was really keen on doing Instagram, absolutely loved it, but wouldn't supply any photos, didn't have any content. So that's not going to work for their customers. And think about what you can do for um, your persona as well. If you don't like doing video, don't commit to YouTube because it's just going to be way too hard. Good points. How do you advise people as to the best social media for them? comes back to their customers, where their customers are and what they're comfortable with. So if you like writing, then maybe blogs are better for you. Maybe look at getting those blogs transcribed. And if you're not good at video, you don't have to do face-to-video. You can do voiceovers. You can do images. There's lots of different ways to do video, but video definitely does get a lot of cut through and a lot of the platforms are pushing video. But remember, if you are doing video, on social media, you need to upload it natively. So it's no point putting a YouTube video onto Facebook because they're competitors. So Facebook's never going to push out a YouTube video. So with all the information that's out there with, through the social media, do you think a website is still significant these days? Absolutely. So you think about your habits. What's the thing that you do? Do you go to Google? Do you go to Facebook? Are you an Instagram person? Are you a TikTok person? Has that changed over the years? So years ago, there was no TikTok, there was no Instagram, Snapchat, that sort of thing. But there's been websites for a very long time. And when you think about a business that you're looking at buying with or being part of, you think, well, I've had a look at their socials, but 95% of people go back to a website. And a lot of people don't like particular platforms on social. So if your customers are mainly hanging out on Facebook and you're putting all your effort into Facebook, some of your customers are not there and some of them never will be. But most people would look at a website. The other great thing about websites is it can be your digital home. So you can educate people there. You can have downloads. And I know you've jumped on my website. and Yes, I did. I got a lot of downloads today. (laughs) So there's some great information there. So if you're interested at all, Go to catcoent.com.au forward slash resources. There's a whole pile of different things there because that's my digital home. That's where I can educate you. I can give you some more information. And if you think it resonates with you, then you might look further and ask me some questions. I think too that especially um, you need to use your website to build your list as far as, you know, like, you have a lot of wonderful information available on your website. But I think that creating that information is important because you want to create that communication with somebody. And so by getting their email, then you're going to start building that relationship with them. And when I 
get information that I think is really wonderful or beneficial, then I think about that person, you know, as far as like when I need that particular service. So for example, like if I needed, if I were looking for somebody to fix my furnace and I was just kind of going through and then somebody said, you know, seven things to do to prepare your furnace for the winter. If I've got that sitting on my computer, then that might be the person that I think about because he's already gotten into my computer. Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And building a list is a really great way to do it because there's only 3% of businesses or people at any one time who are ready to buy. So if you're not educating your customers, if you're not giving them some information, showing them that you are the person that can help on their pain point, because quite often they don't even know what their pain point is. So your example of the furnace there, they know that something's not quite right, but they're not really sure why. So if you've got seven tips on how to get that furnace sorted for winter, then they go, oh, actually, maybe it's a problem with this or that. And then they're starting to see you as the expert because in a lot of industries, we don't have to be regulated. So there's lots of different people doing lots of different things. But are they the right person for you? So if you've gone to their website, you've maybe seen a video, you've downloaded a blog, you've got some sort of information, you can see immediately if they're your person or not. And conversely, you can see immediately when they're not. And that's actually a good thing because you don't want to be spending all your time marketing to somebody who's never going to buy because they don't like you, they don't understand you, you're not the the person to solve their problem. So the more you can get rid of those kind of people, the better your list will be, the better your marketing will be. Are there important things you must make sure that your website has? Absolutely. Clear navigation. That's the, the number one thing is you need to make it easy for people to find things. So if it's convoluted and you've got to keep clicking and clicking and clicking, then people will stop clicking and they'll only do one click, which is the back button, and straight out of there. So clear navigation, a phone number. If you're a business where you need to be contacted, get a phone number. We've all been to those really big websites where you just want to ring somebody, you just got a quick question, you need to answer it, and you can't find a phone number. Very, very frustrating. So don't frustrate your potential audience with that. Be really clear about what's on each page. Unless you're an e-commerce site where you're selling multiple different things, one clear message per page. And make sure you have some text on it. People love minimal, but Google can't read minimal. So if you don't have any text on it, Google won't be able to find you. If Google can't find you, your audience can't find you. Great. How do you feel about like the old fashioned marketing, like the direct mail, the newspaper article, the newspaper ads, those types of things? It depends on your audience. They can work really, really well. And especially if your competitors are not doing it. So direct mail in particular, lumpy mail. So when you're sending something out, if you've got something that you can put in it, like it might be a pen or it might be just a little sample or something that makes that envelope not flat because we all know what the flat ones are. Not quite so much now, but most of our bills don't um, come by mail. But how much mail do you actually get? So getting something that's a bit interesting in your mail 
that can be a real cut through because not everybody's doing it. So direct mail can work really, really well. It depends on your budget and where you're trying to go. So if you're not a big company and you're not trying to do mass marketing, then be specific. Go to the people that are likely to be your audience. So it's interesting that a lot of the um, old style marketing is becoming new and cut through. And if you've got older demographic of your um, audience, quite often newspapers can work quite well. Radio in some areas, it really depends on who your audience is and what your product is. So what's your favourite marketing? Oh, <laughs> it depends what I'm doing. Horses for courses. Um, I, I do like the, the lead magnet. So I do like having people come to my website and being able to educate them. Um, social media is obviously a, a constant. Um, LinkedIn's probably my favourite at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, it's getting a lot of cut through and doing really well with business to business. Uh, but, yeah, I would say out of all of them, back to the website. Well, any closing thoughts? Be consistent. Be authentic. Do what works for your business, not just what the local fad is. Well, Kathy, I appreciate your time. I think the information was wonderful. How can people reach you? So the best way to reach me is to go to my website. So as we mentioned, I do have lots of free resources there. Yeah, great um, resources. So Thanks. Thank you. So do jump on those and um, download those. So there's ones on um, how to write a blog and 47 ways to um, get different ideas for posting, that sort of thing. So that's catcoent.com.au forward slash resources. And you can also reach out to me there um, to, to have a chat. Or if you like the way we chat, I also have a podcast as well. So okay. smallbusinesstalk.com.au. All right. Well, we'll have those links below. Thank you so Fantastic. much for your time. I really appreciate your information and just your knowledge. You are very, very welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, Giant Builders. See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.